Welcome to Life Minute TV, your life, your minute on everything lifestyle. Celebrity buzz, music and movie news, fashion, beauty, home style, wellness, and more. So tell us all about the new album. All about it? It's new. It's new. Uh, these were 10 songs. We had started this kind of just before things shut down in 2020. And so uh, we had the songs, we got two days in the studio to do drums and, and things at a larger scale and basically got shut down and had to do everything else like kind of from our houses via Dropbox. Uh, and uh, the weirdest part I think was as the, as the year changed, in some ways like, uh, you know, trying, to, I was writing about things that were a little topical and I feel like as the situation changed, the songs kept having to become broader and broader and more philosophical because uh, everything became kind of so uh, fraught <laughs> and charged and constantly changing. And so it was, a, it was a good personal exercise to try to figure out how to make the songs large enough to kind of take in everything that kept happening in the rate of change. And what was the main inspiration behind it? Uh, the immediate inspiration behind this record is that I will die if I don't write songs and we all make music and have done it for 35 years. So, um, we hadn't done a record it's in, just what we, do. we haven't done our new record since, um, what, 2013. And, uh, you know, doing a new record is a, uh, a, a good thing to do. It's a good creative, uh, uh, thing, um, project and, it, um, you know, it was time to inject some, some new songs into the set and some you know, new life into the live show and um, felt that the band was in a good place and sounding really good and that this would be a good time to do it. So we went for it. And it's been eight years since recording your last album. How is it different this time around? Um, I mean, aside from, yeah, the, the, the workflow was definitely, uh, definitely much slower than anything we've done before. Um, once again, just think kind of the state of the band and the state of change since the, the last record, it's our first record uh, without Randy, who was our original drummer. Um, and so there's, you know, kind of trying to assess where we came from and how to move forward. And, you know, so the starting now is not just, you know, the philosophical personal thing but I think it's also kind of a reassessment of what we do together what we bring to the band how we work together and kind of you know reassessing our culture a little you know after being together 35 years we have good habits and we have bad habits and, and trying to you know be honest about what those are and kind of start from where we are so and the band has been together now for over three decades how does that feel old <laughs> it's um it feels pretty good you know um to think that we would last this long when we started out it, i don't think it ever occurred to any of us um we were all in college and we probably thought this was a momentary diversion even when we got signed to a record label and to you know forget still doing this after 35 years, if we didn't still have an audience after 35 years, that would be a problem. And the fact that people are still discovering our music 
and that, um, you know, in a way, thanks to streaming, it's easier than ever for people to do a deep dive into our catalog. We're seeing some new faces, some younger faces, and, um, you know, I, I, sticking around for a long time is very good and has enabled all that to happen. Do you think your sound has evolved over the years? It has evolved zero percent. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> no, we've definitely evolved um, uh, over Reason the years. <laughs> we've gotten so much better than we used to be. Um, no, I think I think um, everything we're doing is more focused and tighter and more honed the vocals that we're doing. You know, a lot of these songs have a lot of really tight, cool harmonies on them. And it's really fun to perform live just to show off mostly. So there seems to be this resurgence of all things 90s. Do you find that to be true? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, my kids certainly look like they're, they're all in their 20s now and they all look like we used to look. I'm, I'm always shocked at the, the, the clothes they wear. The, the, the mullet is the strangest resurgence. All I know is the, the, like the cool hipster with the mustache mullet is still makes me a little sad. My kid is shopping. It's great. She's shopping <laughs> at the thrift store, my 18 year old, and recently asked me to get tickets for the two of us to go see Dinosaur Jr. of all things in Hollywood, um, because that's what she wants to go see. So yeah, I'm seeing it in my own house. Who have been some of your favorite bands to play with or tour with over the years? Uh, well, there's a bunch. I mean, uh, who? Willie Porter, when we were opening for the Cranberries, B-52s were a riot. That was great. Debbie Harry was our first opener. County Crows have been very good to us over the years. They um, they got us to, they um, helped us to get back together and open some shows for them in California back in 2003. Yeah. And then we opened a tour for them in 2015, shortly after the uh, new Constellation album came out. And, um, you know, great. Adam yeah, tweets some nice things. Yeah. Um, so lots, lots, <laughs> yeah. And Stephen Kellogg right now. He's yeah, we've been had a lot of awesome good. opener, and he's he's a great storyteller, great musician. Um, yeah, we would we'd like to have more giant opening gigs, just in case anyone happens to be. I don't know. But we will be on the uh, last summer on Earth tour. Like we'll that. be on the last summer on Earth tour, true. which has been postponed twice now. <laughs> So but well named. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely happening in the summer of uh, 2022. Rain or shine, COVID or not. They had to postpone the apocalypse. They, they had to postpone it twice. And, um, and, but we will definitely be on that. That'll be us and Gin Blossoms and our, our great friends, the Bare Naked Ladies from uh, up north in Canada. Who would you love to collaborate with, like your dream collaboration? Oh, Kraftwerk? <laughs> No. I don't know. There's a few. I, I'd like to do something really weird with Bjork someday. That's kind of a dream. Uh, there's a lot of people I'd like to collaborate with, honestly. A lot of directions to go. I mean, that's yeah. the, the fun thing about... I, I, I think one of the evolutions of the band is that we all have um, outside passions now. And, you know, Dean's been producing and doing session work and writing. I have side projects and I've been doing choir leading and, you know, Todd's been making guitars. And it's like, it, it's like everybody has these 
more going on outside the band. And so that when we get together, we get to actually ask what Toad is, what we want to achieve, what we're doing here. And I think having all those other outlets makes it, uh, and collaborations, makes this collaboration define itself a little more, which is really cool. We did have Michael McDonald sing on a song on this record, though. So that was bucket list. That was definitely bucket list. And, you know, I, the question is, how are we going to top that? Because I my, I never would have ever dreamed that we would Nile actually Rogers. get, you know, yeah. I mean, that would be great. But, um, you know, I was brainstorming with Jonathan Kingham, who plays keys and lap steel for us the other night. And uh, we were thinking, what? where do you go from there? Is it... Is it uh, is it Christopher Cross? Is it is it is it Kenny Loggins? Is it Billy Ocean? Is it Lionel Richie? Uh, there's so many different great, wonderful people, and and I just hope this opens a a big swinging door for us. We with, could get Kenny Michael. Michael together. We could That's absolutely when they Time get together, testing. good things and Grammys <laughs> happen. Is what happens when they get together. Who are some of your musical inspirations? Paul Williams, definitely Paul Williams. <laughs> Carol Bayer Sager. Uh-huh. Uh, Burt Bacharach. The old school thing. The old school. And then early on, actually, he talks about Dinosaur Jr. Was, I, 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 when I was a kid, I was listening to a lot of, uh, it's like Rush, Ozzy, Iron Maiden, and I met Todd, and Todd turned me on to R.E.M., uh, Dinosaur Jr., Dump Truck, Squirrel Bait, Husker Du, The Replacements, like totally, thank you, Todd, <laughs> changed, changed my musical world. Uh, and... You know, those were kind of the early bands. There was that post-punk generation. Um, yeah, uh, that was probably our biggest initial influence. Now, I don't know. I like stuff that doesn't... I like. I love Dirty Projectors is probably my favorite active band right now. They always surprise me and uh, delight me. And so, uh, yeah. I really like Jason Isbell. Um, I think what... The, the stuff that he does is great. And um, yeah, you know, people like that. And what does your creative process look like? It's kind of like miso soup with a hard boiled egg, like, but cut in half <laughs> so you can see the yolk. It's a cloudy broth. <laughs> it's definitely a cloudy broth. <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean, um, it's <laughs> this this record. Glenn had all the songs written, um, and uh, I, I I remember going through a folder of things that I think you had almost forgotten about, and finding a bunch of songs that ended up on the record in this folder, and then you know sending them to Todd and, and going well, you know how do you think this makes it just kind of I think more so than in previous records, kind of like seeing it take shape. Um, from the batch of songs and we and you know people have asked the old you know is there going to be another outtakes record from this there actually weren't any um, we kind of had the songs uh, the batch and we finished the batch and the batch is the record that's it was really kind of um, it was very focused on these songs and finishing these songs that we knew they were they were all going to be on there um, that was kind of how it worked this time might not work that way next time or it might yeah, it changes every every record, uh, and so, you know, and, and in some ways it served the, the the kind of you know game of telephone method of of building things up where, you know, you do a, an overdub and like a week later somebody says, I wonder if maybe the bridge you could do a little different, and then yeah, 
And then like two weeks later, you send a track where you did the bridge a little different. And then everybody's like, yeah, I guess that worked. Like it was, it was a really long process. It's like three guitar solos for every song. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, next time it'll be, it's a different kind of collaboration, right? It was very, very much in slow motion this time. And so next time, hopefully we'll do a little more quickly. But aside from that, it also, it also made me realize like how just beyond competent everybody in the band is. And there's these things that happen when we're all in the room, but that also, and I love happy accidents and changes and being in the presence of other people for that, but also just like getting to go like how awesome Todd's guitar parts are, like how consistently like the way he's listening to other phrasing and picking up other parts and borrowing you know it's like that there is it was also really interesting to instead of being all in the middle of it together to kind of seeing these things roll in and also get a sense of how everybody hears music and constructs music and you know dean's parts coming in the keyboards the the um the bass stuff the vocal stuff like I got, it was this way of getting, because it was so slow, getting to look under the hood a little more and have a little more appreciation for actually what everybody brings in and how good everybody is at doing the thing they do. I, um, I think the thing that surprised me the most was working with Josh, who's our, our current and new and fabulous drummer on this record, is that when he came in, Randy had hurt himself and, and he was going to uh, replace Randy for a part of the tour. And Josh just took a deep dive into our whole catalog. I mean, the guy, he's a little bit of a nut and he would put his headphones on when he would go to sleep and he would listen to our entire catalog on Spotify just so that it would soak into his brain. And so when we got into the studio and I, I think he was just so in the toad mode and in the zone after having played with us, I, I, I cannot say that it was difficult because it just wasn't. It was like between what I was playing and, and the tempos and what he already knew about the band, he just got it right, right away. There was, that was probably the, the biggest surprise for me is that it, it was not hard at all to get the tracks rhythmically in the zone where they needed to be. I love that toad mode. Um, so tell us about the title track starting now. Starting now, um, once again, was written I don't know, maybe a year before lockdown and everything. Uh, and uh, went, went through a lot of iterations. Uh, it was another one where just like subtle differences in words, you know, saying there used to be something about, you know, fighting for a lost cause. And I'm like, ah, White supremacy on the rise, lost cause, not a good phrase to have in a song. And just kind of a lot of like, not trying to read the room in terms of being like perfectly PC for the moment, but also in terms of uh, there's, there is so much that is, uh, I don't know, divisive or upsetting right now and really trying to zoom past the moment especially as the moment is so difficult and ongoing and layered um, and trying to write a song uh, that's just, I don't know, the, the process of it was a lot like the title of it, which, you know, it's starting now, which was like kind of 
repeatedly going back to some baseline of what's actually important in this moment that's actually also going to be important a year from now, that's also going to be important five years from now. And it's so easy for me to get lost in headlines and anger and my own rage at divisiveness until the point where I'm part of the very problem that I'm railing against. And so kind of, yeah, try, trying to return to some like moral and philosophical center that's actually not uh, just about, you know, the, the, the headlines of the moment. And the headlines of the moment are so overwhelming right now. Uh, and, but the questions about what it means to be human, what it means to be compassionate, uh, what it means to be open-hearted or open-minded, uh, those are still relevant every single second of every day. So that song in particular, but also the whole album for me was this kind of really granular exercise in trying to reflect where I was being judgmental or when things were open and kind of refine and hone that into something broader. What's one of your favorite tour memories or fan memories? Um, probably so, uh, for me, something that happened right here in, uh, in New York City, we were playing at Madison Square Garden for a radio station festival. And we had done a cover of Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss. And um, Bon Jovi were the secret headliner that night. It was during the 90s and Bon Jovi hadn't made their comeback. John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. So, John Bon Jovi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so Randy, our original drummer, had the idea to ask John Bon Jovi to come out and sing rock, our version of Rock and Roll All Night um, at Madison Square Garden. And so I find myself in our dressing room with an acoustic guitar sitting across from John Bon Jovi, teaching him our version and working out when he would come out on stage. And, um, and when he did, in the second verse of the song, it was like standing behind a, a, a jet aircraft at takeoff. <laughs> the response from the crowd, who didn't know that Bon Jovi was gonna be there that night, it pushed me backward on the stage, the response. And I think we all just looked yeah. at each other and, and laughed. Like, that's know? what it's like to be in a real band. <laughs> like, like, oh my God. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. That's pretty great. And that was right here. And tell us about the current tour you're on now. Honestly, it's been really great. Um, it, you know, I, I think I think we've all been surprised at how many people are showing up. You know, the times being what they are, and everything feeling a little provisional, right? And crossing your fingers that you'll be able to complete the tour, but. Um, We've had like really full houses and people are just, I think, so happy to see music again. I mean, this whole experience has, I think, really shown me how much people deeply value music. And um, so, yeah, it's been it's just been really beautiful to see people coming out. What does it feel like to be back in New York City again? I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's great. I just wish we had uh, a, a whole day off here, but oh well. <laughs> um, it's kind of one of my favorite places. I, I would get uh, I would get really fat and really broke if I lived here because I cannot stop eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Because you walk a lot here too. That's yeah, true. that's the walk. thing. Is it's one of the, It's just a great walking city. Restaurant and, to restaurant. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, now that's what it ends up being a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But um, it definitely feels like the spirit of New York is alive and well. I mean, it's September. It's a beautiful day. We're, um, you know, uh, I'm just we're right here on yeah. the on the Hudson, and it just couldn't be more perfect today. Um, so it is. It is truly perfect. Like I went everything out, went for my run down the the trail on the Hudson, and just like. Yeah, 73, sunny, people are out and so stoked and oh, so just, happy. It feels you, like... You can feel everybody soaking uh, in like every day of yeah. warm, like it might be the last in a very, very long yeah, time. Yeah, I don't think anybody... I'm not getting a, a vibe that people are like oppressed by the, by the rules or anything like that. I'm, I think everybody's just, you know, living their lives and, and they're working with it and working together and, uh, and it's great. It's great to see. What can fans expect from the show? Are you going to play more of the new stuff or more of the old stuff? A lot of the new stuff and a lot of the old stuff and some of the in-between. Uh, there's, you know, we try to mix it all up. Uh, part of the fun of having a new album is we get to, you know, play our newest songs and the ones that are kind of the closest to our hearts and, you know, that we're still kind of uh, have that, you know, they still have new song smell. And who doesn't like new song smell? Uh, but we also play all the hits. We play the favorites. It's a, it's a good little... And we're doing, we're doing a cool thing where we open the show with a, an acoustic song all singing around one mic. Everybody comes out and, and joins Glenn um, playing one of the new songs. Um, and it, it, the, the crowd is just really, really enjoying that a lot. And then we go straight into, into the, the full set after that and that's something that we have never done before but kind of uh i don't i know I've, I've always wanted to put a little acoustic break either in the middle or but starting the show with it has been really cool and it came out of a uh a uh, slight power failure moment that happened in santa barbara <laughs> actually where it became a necessity to start the show acoustically and then we went wow that worked well and so we, we just said that, obviously, that's the way it's supposed to go, and we, we worked it in, and it has been going over great. And what do you like to do when you're not working? How do you relax, and what are some of your hobbies? I, I spend a lot of time working on songs for other people and with other people, and other than that, just being with the family and chilling out. And um, we've been, you know, watching a lot of films. My, my kid's in a film class now, so she comes home with a list of movies, and, and you know, we just, we just dive in. It's mm. great. Like to hike, run, bike, do yoga, go to the, walk on the beach, run on the beach. You know, Santa Barbara's great just to be outdoors. Uh, like to cook, and yes. uh, like to make more music. That's All about, of these things. Yeah. Uh, long walks on the beach. <laughs> um, I like to build guitars in my spare time. Uh, take the boat out, do a little fishing. I have a second family in Utah, but they're a secret. Sorry. <laughs> What's next for you guys? Uh, well, you know, we do have all of those shows in the summer next year. And I, um, you know, uh, I imagine um, we'll, we'll, you know, start working on some more new material at some point. But this album is still very fresh. It just came out on August 27th. And um, we... We're just gonna, you know, we're really enjoying playing these shows and we're gonna have more shows. And um, I don't know, yeah. you know, 
just something, something like that, you know, maybe film a show, maybe do a live stream event. There's so much you can do nowadays. The, the, in the, the pandemic shut a lot of things down, but in some ways it opened a lot of things up. Glenn's been doing these live stream acoustic concerts on Facebook. And, you know, a lot of people are doing live stream events. I've certainly, uh, you know, watched many of them during the pandemic. And, um, you know, we're going to work toward putting together something like that at a certain point as well. So is it safe to say we can expect more music? This won't be your last album? There will be more. There will be more. And we're looking for it. I'm working on a, I'm midway through a solo, uh, another solo record right now. And excited to start writing for another Toad record and get everybody involved and kind of ask what we want the next one to be, you know? So I think this one was a lot more songs down. And I think the next one is going to be more like the band's intent as the root of it, and then right, right into that. So whatever that ends up being. To see more of this interview, visit our website, lifeminute.tv.